CFF presents 1% Better, a podcast about CrossFit, nutrition, coaching, mindset, and community. Join us as we embark in casual conversation to shed light on what life is like within these black and yellow walls. With episodes coming at you every Monday, you can follow along with Coach Whitney and Taryn as we talk shop about all things CFF. All right, today, episode two, uh, we're going to talk about barriers of entry. So that means what prevented you from starting CrossFit and what kind of causes you problems now that you're in CrossFit. And we're also going to take into consideration our situation right now. So the sort of things that stop you from getting your at-home program started and the sort of things that present problems along the way as well now that you're at home. Uh, before we get started on episode two, though, I just want to send a shout out to everybody that has listened to our episode one and has sent us feedback. Um, we love hearing what you guys thought about it and we love hearing your feedback and the things that you want to hear us talk about. All that stuff is so super helpful and it's been exciting to, to get texts and emails from everybody that's taken a second or two out of their day to listen to our first episode. I think it's funny that people voluntarily listen to us. Like they come to the gym and they pay to listen to us talk to them, but now they're at home just doing it on their own time. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> All right. So let's let's uh divide and conquer here. So let's start about barriers of entry for people that are are hearing about CrossFit and not sure about starting. Um, you know, in 10 years, 10 plus years of doing this, I swear I've heard everything. And I always have an answer. <laughs> you do always have an answer. That is for sure. Um, well, I'll tell you mine. Mine, I didn't start CrossFit because I used to work at night and I did not want to come to a morning class. Could not work out in the morning. That, that's why I didn't start. <laughs> that changed quickly because I'm pretty sure you were a 7 a.m.er. Uh, yeah, I joined and I've always been a morning gym person Imagine now. And that. I... And I not that I don't like working out at night, but my preference is to work out in the morning now. Isn't that funny? <laughs> <laughs> I never really had a barrier to entry. Um, I didn't even know what it was when I started doing it, actually. And But I've had plenty of barriers along the way, that's for sure. Oh, for sure. Um, so I don't really have that unique experience, but I definitely have heard it all, though. Um, Probably the most popular, as we were kind of talking about this before, was that you don't want to get bulky thing. Yeah, is that still a thing? Um, well, you said you thought it was. I don't hear it as often. And like we've noticed that shift in CrossFit um, in terms of their social media being more towards everybody can do CrossFit. They've got all those older population people working out in their living rooms. So I think maybe them switching that has taken away that focus on sort of those games athletes being the face of CrossFit. And now it's more of an everybody can do CrossFit thing. Side note, it's kind of funny how, you know, when they started releasing those videos of the older population using water jugs and stuff in that 70s looking style bed or uh, living room. And now we're all doing it. Yeah, no, <laughs> kind of ironic. It's like they knew it was coming. <laughs> The Simpsons predicted this, but really it was CrossFit yeah. who predicted it. Yeah. So the whole bulky thing, you know, predominantly female excuse. Uh, I've definitely heard it several times over the last 10 plus years. Probably my favorite one was somebody coming right into the gym and I'm trying to coerce this person into joining and straight up says to me, well, I don't want to look like you. I'll never and that was recent too, wasn't it? Yeah. A couple years, years ago. ago. I'll never forget that story. Um, so let's just, let's just talk about that for a second. Like, 
all these people are seeing these women on CrossFit games or TV or whatever it is, social media, and they see them, they're jacked. Those that are in the gym already are trying to look like that. Yeah. But those outside of the gym that don't have that exposure yet see that. And, you know, it doesn't fit your typical magazine stature of a female, right? It's not socially really acceptable, maybe more so now, but still, I wouldn't say it's the norm. Um, is that going to happen or is that not going to happen? Um, Let's back up. Okay. What would it take to look like Katrin's Dave daughter? Um, well, a very strict nutrition program for one. With a ton of food. Yeah. Like way more calories than the average Joe could consume in a day, every day for a quite routine period of time. And like, First I and like foremost. food. I love food and I eat almost all day long, but I would probably get turned off by that part right from the get go. Like 4,000 calories yeah. doesn't, doesn't no, do it for you? no. Yeah. <laughs> you could easily put that back in McDonald's, but you know, whole food, that's a little bit tougher. Yeah. No. I, yeah. So that's the first thing that people don't, don't appreciate is just the amount of food that they're eating to sustain the training program that they're, they're yeah. using, which is probably the next thing, right? Yeah. The average Joe is coming in here and working out for an hour, a couple times a week, maybe five times a week at most. And those athletes are in the gym you know, six, seven hours a day working out hard, lifting heavy, you know, doing things that the average Joe just could not imagine would fit into their lifestyle right now. And I, I'd say that's probably the second overlooked piece of the equation that people on the outside don't consider. Right. Well, and, and they're not socializing either, right? Like you are in this little nope. bubble of a world where, having a glass of wine with friends is not a thing because you're either working out or that just doesn't fall into your nutrition plan. Yeah. You're working out or sleeping basically. That too. Yeah. It's a full-time job, full-time job to get bulky. Exactly. So let's just throw that one <laughs> out the go. window right away. Done. But at the same time, like I not, wasn't even concerned about getting bulky, but getting stronger I think people miss that kind of point like I enjoy when somebody asks me hey do you want help carrying something and I'm like no I got it and I can pick up two bags of softener salt and just march on out of the grocery store and leave them in my dust because I do this on a regular basis like that is a pretty cool thing exactly and you don't need to be bulky to be able no. to do that my skinny arms and I can do that quite well <laughs> <laughs> yeah so there goes that one. And then, okay, then that leads us to, do you need to be in shape in order to oh, start is, CrossFit? I think I hear this one a lot. Yeah, this one's probably one of my favorite ones. Okay, go. Your answer? My question is always like, what constitutes as in shape to start CrossFit? There's some very key words within that question. And you know what? No one really ever has an answer for me whenever I ask them that. Because there is no, like, there is no in shape. Like, we all start at different points, myself included, standing there in front of you. Like, my starting story is equivalent to yours, you know? But the point is, is that we started. So if you keep this predominant excuse in your mind that you're not in shape to be able to start cross, that's just bizarre. Yeah. Totally bizarre. 
Yeah, I've got nothing else. And that just goes back to like CrossFit being globally scalable and modifiable for every single person, no matter where they are in their journey. For sure. You know, and I know there's a lot of people within our community of membership that, you know, can can attribute it to that, that, yeah, you know what? They're not in great shape when they start, but they walk through the doors. We made that workout on the whiteboard applicable to them. And now they're a year into this and all of a sudden they're watching the same thing happen for someone else walking in the door Mm -hmm. and they're that much ahead, Mm -hmm. you know? Well, I think for those people too, the changes happen quickly and they notice those changes. And for some, that's what keeps them coming back because they like to see that progress that they've made, which is cool. Now, can you imagine never having that because you're set on, you have to be in shape to start? It's just so bizarre. Right? Yeah. I don't. I don't even think I could really <laughs> I know, imagine that. I, yeah. No. <laughs> when I first started, like my very first workout was Fran, and I tried to do the men's weights and actual <laughs> pull ups in Benos there that one day, and like all that did was kick me on my butt and tell me that yeah, I'm not in shape or I'm not in as good as shape as I thought I was, but I want to get there, and that sort of determination was like addictive for me. So. Well, and I think that still happens too with members who have been here for a while because a workout will come up and it punches you in the face and you're like, man, I got some work to do. And then you are back to kind of not square one, but you're, you've got this place where you now want to keep pushing forward. And that's also is what keeps people coming back in because there's always that room for improvement and that drive to get better, whether it be a skill or faster or stronger kind of thing. Oh, it's just CrossFit for you. Oh, yeah, for sure. 10 years of doing this and it never really changes, no, I promise. It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't at all. Well, and then, so then that goes to CrossFit's too hard, right? Like it's too hard. Brings me right back to globally <laughs> scalable and modifiable for everybody. And then we can talk to you about how everything, almost everything we do in here translates to real life. Yep. So is it really too hard? Exactly. Those farmer carries you're seeing people doing right here, standing in front of you, that's you carrying your groceries from the car to the, the house. That's one of my favorite ones when people choose to pick something light and it's like, I bet you your grocery bags, like if you're carrying like three in each hand, your grocery bags weigh more than those 20 pound dumbbells you pick, go back and pick something Cause else. Because heck, if I'm making two trips. <laughs> no, I definitely not. I carried four in one hand today and it was awesome. <laughs> this is why I CrossFit. <laughs> All right. Yeah. What, what sorts of things stop you or provide barriers once you're already in the doors and you've been here a few, few months or years? Life. Well, what about life? Uh, Give me one. A busy schedule. Busy schedule. So yeah. your own schedule, kids schedule, your husband or wife schedule. Yeah. Just, I get, well, I guess then that turns into making time for yourself. Like exactly. trying to put that in there. So when we ever, we have clients saying that to us, you know, my first response is always like, this is literally an hour of your day. Mm-hmm. And I know to some people that can even seem overwhelming when you've got five different people going five different ways, but you can make all this time in your day to hit a doctor's appointment or a meeting with your boss or get groceries or something like that. So the first thing is, is a make this a meeting with yourself, right? Like schedule this in and nothing disrupts it no matter what. Mm-hmm. That's always my first response. My second response is, what are you doing at 6 a.m. in the morning while the rest of your family is sleeping? Well, then they'd be like me when I first started and said, I can't work out in the morning. <laughs> right. And I get that. But like all it took was a couple times for, for you sure. to come in and establish that routine. Absolutely. And now look at you how many years later and it's now become your thing. Right. Yeah, and that's the thing is like, you got to give it a chance. Like, yeah, yeah. the first couple times are never going to be amazing. Yeah. And it takes a while to, uh, takes a while to make that routine. 
But once you've got it, now you've got an hour of your day where those five other people in your life, well, they're sleeping. So their demand on you is significantly lower. Well, and I think if you are um, choosing to go that route, getting up 6am, coming to class, then going home, you're now better prepared to handle your day. Absolutely. You can provide more to those people that you're going to interact with right away. Um, and I think that too is why I like working out in the morning better. It makes me a better person for the rest of the day. Most we, of the time. we say this a lot too, you know, and it's probably most commonly heard with people that are people who are moms, mm-hmm. you know, because they have to put so much of their life for other people, mm-hmm. you know, mostly their kids yep. um, or those around them within the same household. And you know what? It's just, you can't be there to give your whole self when, you know, you don't look after yourself. Mm-hmm. And like I said before, for some people that's really overwhelming, but maybe that just means having a couple crappy 6am workouts just to start a routine. Yeah. You know, your kids are sleeping at 6 a.m. Hopefully. I mean, I don't have kid life, but I would assume they're sleeping at 6 a.m. I feel like people are shaking their heads. Yeah, probably. You have no idea. (laughs) We need to get a mom in here. Um, But in the same breath, too, those who choose to work out in the evenings, they benefit in terms of, hey, the day was shitty. So now I'm going to come work out and it's going to put me in a better mood to now go home and finish my day or do what I need to do. Or it's going to help me unwind that sort of thing. So I think it just ends up being a personal preference thing for sure. But in terms of that barrier to entry, why you can't come at 6am. That was going to be my next one. I had a crappy day. Yeah. And I'm not going to go to the gym because the couch looks more appealing. Yeah. So what do you say to people that tell you that? Come on. This is an easy one. (laughs) I know it's an easy one. I'm like, man, I've done this quite a few times. And me too. Me too, arguably. (laughs) Like, hey, I am guilty 100% of all of these things. I think we all know that as soon as we walk into the doors, you're just going to feel better. Best hour of your day, right? As I wear my shirt. Secondly, like the amount of success and accomplishment you will feel at the Mm -hmm. end of that hour, like insurmounts all the stress and, and crappy day that you have had. You know, you may have felt unsuccessful with the rest of your day, but now you've had this hour of great success or, you know what, you find that 1% within your day. Mm -hmm. And now all of a sudden that hour has completely changed what's left of your day. Yeah. Complete mood changer. Yeah. And like, we all know that exercise releases endorphins. So, Mm -hmm. you know, if anything, you're coming primarily just for that. Yeah, for sure. Well, and I think too, there's been times where it's like, man, you're just feeling really crappy and you tell yourself, you're just going to come to the gym. You're going to go light. You're going to move a little bit slower. And I find personally, and I don't know from you on a coaching end, you end up actually doing the exact opposite. You end up, Hey, maybe PRing a lift or you moved faster because the person beside you is now pushing you and your sort of game plan or mindset heading into the workout. Like, yeah, okay, I'm going to be 1% better. I'm just going to walk through the door but it might not be my best effort today, but then you get here and the environment and the people kind of change that sort of without you knowing. That one really works for me. I don't, I don't get the opportunity to work out with the group classes very much. Mm -hmm. Um, So I know that when I'm dragging both mentally and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, just that I know that I need to jump out, jump into a group class and just hang out with the people. Like I'm really not there to do the workout. I could care less about what's on the whiteboard. I could care less about what I'm lifting or any, or what the person next to me is doing. 
that might have been me a couple years ago, but now I'm solely just there for the social interaction because mm-hmm. I know that like mentally I need that. And yeah. I know that there's a lot of people, you know, that fall within that realm, if not everybody that comes through here. So maybe that's a good little segue into our next part. Like what sorts of things kind of stop us from getting started at home? Oh, yeah. That couch is pretty enticing these days to just stay there. <laughs> and this is a really interesting kind of perspective because prior to a week ago, you know, we never really had this issue. No. we I, I had never had these conversations with my clients because at-home stuff was, I mean, only for a few select individuals that had come to us specifically right, for that need. It. Yeah. yeah. And now it's like we really have no choice. And I find myself having these conversations every single day with multiple people. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of been cool, you know, from my perspective as a coach now and a business owner, I get to have this whole new realm that, you know, the things I've been hearing for 10 years about people coming into the, into the gym. Yeah. Well, now I'm hearing all these other things about why I can't get started at home. I'm going to say for me, it's not physically having to leave, right? Like I don't have a class that I've signed up for and I don't have a place to go. Um, that, so then it's like kind of out of sight, out of mind sort of thing. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think so that's where. Do you feel like having better. the accountability of our scheduled live classes, having a coach check in with you every couple of days? Do you, absolutely. Do you feel that that would help you? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. And I, I think that some of our clients are, are experiencing the same thing too. Yeah. That, you know, having this consistent schedule of our classes that we now have. So mm-hmm. Monday, Wednesday at 6 p.m., Friday at noon and Saturday at 10. Mm-hmm. They know that they can count on that hour to to for sure get a workout in. Yeah. And if anything, I mean, that's their three workouts in their week that they yeah. normally would be doing anyway. Absolutely. So. Well, I know there's some of our members out there who have kind of like joined forces together and, and they're checking in with each other or they're doing them together over FaceTime if it's not, if they can't make it to our online class and stuff. Um, people are still doing their check-in for charity, which is really cool. And I find that is a very cool accountability tool if people are using that. Um, uh, like, yeah, we got people who are checking in at their regular gym time, which is cool because they're doing it at their regular gym time in their basement, which I think is awesome. Um, for those people who have been able to do that, like routine is comfort, big star for them for keeping that up. Yeah. Cause that's hard. Totally. Super hard. But yeah, good on them for keeping that up. So then I guess it can come back to finding that routine that works for you. Um, writing it down, making a schedule, reaching out to someone, even us, like that's probably the biggest one, you know, is, is having somebody. reaching out. Yeah. 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 Because like we can't read your mind, right? We we are so here to help. Like I am Absolutely. so ready to help. I want to help every everybody yeah. and anybody, but I can't read your mind. Yeah. So short of me reaching out to you, which I have been to most, if not all people, you know, we need that two way communication. Like Mm -hmm. if it's just not working for you, like if you can't figure it out, how to make it happen, just please reach out. Like we will help you. That's what we're here for. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so which brings me into my next point, like now that we sort of have things up and running now, and as I start to reach out to more people and I'm like, Hey, you know, I haven't seen you in our live classes. I haven't really seen you posting any results. What are kind of the, the reasons back that you're hearing? Um, I don't know how to get on zoom. <laughs> oh yeah. So technology, probably the biggest stumbling point. And you know what? Our gym is pretty unique in the CrossFit affiliate world. Um, generally CrossFit affiliates have like a demographic of 20 to 30. 
35 probably is their age range. Mm -hmm. And our demographic is, is much higher, 35 to 50, I would say. And it's predominantly female, which is irrelevant to um, this technology question, but just because of the older folk. And I, I don't mean that in a negative way. It's just technology isn't your, you know, your strong suit. And let's just be honest here. You know, that, that all of a sudden these online classes, well, this is all new to me and it's just a little too complicated. So I'm just not going to do it. I was given out Zoom lessons <laughs> last night at 9 p.m. I gave one out this morning as yeah. well, you know? And that's another thing too is like, again, there's that communication piece. If you just reach out and be like, hey, I don't know how to do this. Can you walk me through it? Yeah. It's literally a 30-second step process and it's really easy. But again, you just have to initiate that communication. Um, you know, so if your coaches are reaching out to you and say, Hey, I haven't seen you yet. And I really want to see your face and technology is your reason. Well, that's a, that's a easy one to fix, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And then even for members trying to navigate sugar wad and finding those minimal equipment or no equipment options too. Like yeah. they, they are there, like just reach out and it's we can just help you find two it. or three more steps. Just gotta than, click a little bit exactly. further than normal. Two or three more steps than they're used to taking, right? Yeah. They see the workout pop up when they open the app and now it's no longer there. They have to take a couple steps. Yeah. So yeah, just another technology barrier. And I totally get that. And you know what? I even have about four or five clients that I'm literally texting the workout to at 8 PM at night, the night before when it gets released, just because you know, they've thrown their hands up in the air over the technology part. And you know what, that's fine. Like, I get it. I totally get it. Mm -hmm. But in that same breath, like, how lucky are we to have oh, all of this absolutely. technology? Like, what would you have done 10 years ago? Totally. Yeah, the gym would be You'd closed. be doing the same squats, the same push-ups, <laughs> yeah. same stuff over and over like, again. Like, you'd have to have phone calls. Almost, right? <laughs> hey, like, hey, I can't see you. Are you done yet? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It wouldn't be the same. So we are in a super lucky I'm just, position. I'm just going to put my flip phone down. <laughs> yeah, there would be no video, right? Oh, man, that would be awful. be terrible. Um, what about the people who, okay, they can figure out the technology, but the amount of people that then appear on their screen that they can see and they can, like, you're seeing each other. What about the people who are uncomfortable with that? And that's a valid thing. You know, it's overwhelming. <laughs> absolutely. And I know in general, there are people that just don't care for the uh, FaceTime, you know, mm -hmm. like video. Sure. I don't want to see myself and I don't want other people to see myself. Yeah. And that's cool. I get that. So let's talk about the purpose of the camera first. In our Zoom classes, like the whole idea is that we are running the class exactly like it would be as if you were standing there in front of us. So part of that means that we are coaching you, mm -hmm. right? Based on what we're seeing. Yeah. So if we can't see you, well, I can't provide that service to you, you know, so at least you can hear me so I can still guide you through the workout. And hopefully I'm a good enough coach that my verbal <laughs> cues are, are well enough to guide you through that. But if, if you don't provide me with that video feedback, it's tough for me to coach you. And that doesn't mean that you can't join in our workouts. I'm just saying that that's the purpose of it. And that's what helps me accomplish my job to help you further. Mm -hmm. It's not the be all end all though. So I actually had this conversation with somebody this morning that was in this, this predicament. And you know what? I gave them an option. I was, I gave them two options. I said, first, a, the social interaction of the online classes is phenomenal and it's absolutely needed in this yes. time of isolation. Right. Absolutely. So if you aren't comfortable being on video, then at least join us and turn your video off. So at least you're participating in the class and you know, you can still see everyone and that's fine. Yeah. You can see me. I just can't see you and they can't see you. They just see your name. No big deal. Okay. Yeah. 
the other thing, which I thought was a better idea was I, uh, chose to offer to meet with this client ahead of time. So maybe 5.15, 5.30 start for our six o'clock class. Mm-hmm. And I could walk through the movements with them. This was just in a one-on-one basis. Oh, cool. Could teach them all the things that they needed to know, yeah. all the scaling levels that they would need to know. So that was the issue here was this person needed some very specific scaling right. up from an injury. Yeah. And then at that point, once people started coming in to the meeting room, if they're uncomfortable, then they could turn their camera off. But the point was that they're now prepared with information yeah and now they can make a decision right do I want to keep this on or do mm-hmm. I want to turn it off mm-hmm. and you know what after a couple exposures of this I'll put 20 bucks on it that that person leaves their camera on yeah well I think too if you one look at it once we get going how much are you actually watching other people I, know. I said that too zero yeah. and even in a class setting like if we're all in here and we're working out chances of me watching somebody came okay, maybe from a coaching perspective like yeah okay I'm watching people move but as a normal athlete I am not paying attention to other people when they're in here working out in person like and and let's just talk about the obvious thing is like before we start the workout we always instruct people to take it off grid view and and double click on us so that I become big on your screen and all you can see is me coaching and you working on the background for the demonstration purpose so you actually don't even see anybody else which means that no one else is looking at you either right so really non-negotiable right there like it just it's a non-issue yeah so at the end of this all I guess the other the other thing that we forgot to talk about is like oh do I need equipment well I'm at home now I don't have anything I don't want to go and buy anything got those milk jugs (laughs) so that's the first thing is like a you don't need equipment we can strictly do everything body weight secondly we actually saw someone on the feeds the other day I think it was Charlene Charlene Charlene, yeah (laughs) filled up milk jugs with water and was doing her floor presses with milk jugs. Like there are things around the house, like grab a book bag, fill your book bag with a bunch of books. Like mm-hmm. it, it doesn't need to be something specific. Like you don't have to have a set of dumbbells, no. you know, you yeah. just have to have something or you don't even have to have something. All of our three tiers of workouts, the very last tier is strictly body weight. So if you don't have anything available to you, you can still do the workouts. Yeah. Okay. So really that is just a mental barrier more than anything, which is really ultimately what all these things are. They're just mental barriers. It's true. Yeah. hundred percent. Well, and it comes to, like we say, we are being creative in how we reach out to people and provide services now that we can't do it in person. And it's also requires you to be creative at home. Like what can you find to use if, um, you're needing a weight or something like that. Like there's lots of stuff. Just look. Like I saw the videos of them trying to be creative doing pull-ups. Oh, and <laughs> like they were going underneath their kitchen table and yeah. pulling themselves up on the edge of the table. No, I mean, I couldn't do that at home with a glass table, but like, I, that, yeah. I mean, that is, that's sure. creativity right there at Chikarnas. You know, we have to make the best of the situation that we're in and maybe it means something odd and awkward like that, but Hey, you're still getting a pulling motion and yeah. You're using the things that are there, literally there in front of you. Do you think this sort of creativity at home thing is like a CrossFit kind of population? Like, would you look to be creative to work out if you didn't do CrossFit? Or would you just stick to your normal like push-ups and air squats? It's a funny question because before I started CrossFit, when I was in my dorm room in university, I was doing, what's his name? Tony Horton's P90X. Yeah doing jumps on my couch thing that yeah. I had in my little dorm room and ended up busting up my couch. Oh gosh. <laughs> I think, it, yeah, because like I've 
in the summertime when we don't run kids classes or the kids are gone, I get messages from parents. They're like, the kids are trying to find all these different things to do CrossFit workouts with. And I was like, oh, that's cool. I bet you they didn't used to do that before they came in here. So I think it's just interesting that being exposed to CrossFit kind of leads you to be more creative in terms of getting a workout. in. Well, I think we've always preached like real life fitness, the things that you do in here are very applicable to real life. And we already touched on that with the carrying your groceries thing, but I think the more that people get ingrained into the movements that we're doing, they start to see just things in real life show up that, oh yeah, this water jug, getting it up on the cooler is exactly like the clean I've been taught in class. Mm -hmm. And now all of a sudden they can relate those two things to one another. And so when we get into Mm -hmm. situations like this, yeah, it probably comes a lot more easier for Mm -hmm. our type of folk rather than somebody doing five by fives in a regular style Mm -hmm. gym, I'd say. Yeah. Cool. So all in all, to wrap her up barriers are what you make of them and I know I've said this a lot to the people that I've been talking to <laughs> you know what and I've also said that there's people out there that know me well and there's people out there that don't know me well enough just yet that it doesn't matter what you say to me why you can't be doing something I will always have an answer for you and if you don't like my first answer then I'll try you with another answer and if you don't like that like I can go all day they're giving you reasons why you can do something you think you can't do because at the end of the day, it's just a mental barrier you've set for yourself. You've predetermined that you cannot do something and you literally have not tried. And as long as we're open to trying and we're open-minded about, you know, things don't need to be perfect, especially at this time, you know, where we are that just because the workout says sumo de of high poles and I'm supposed to be doing this with a barbell, but today I'm going to use a, bag with books in it like it doesn't need to be perfect you know there's many different reasons why we're doing this the idea is that we're just here moving and doing it well that pretty much sums everything (laughs) up (laughs) so hopefully you know after we we can get over those those mental hurdles of ours you know you can find that that little piece within your day that make it a little bit one percent better